Welcome to the deep dive. I hope you're ready to dive deep with us as we construct and dissect all these different pop culture and conspiracy topics that we research and talk about here on this podcast. Be ready to get your mind blown. Welcome to today's episode. All right. Hello, everyone, to our first episode. My name is Erin. My name is John. And we have, yeah, we have John here, (laughs) too. But we haven't, I mean, I don't know if any of our friends are listening to this, but me and John haven't sat down to do a podcast in forever. We used to do a podcast together over on Vibe and Chill, which is the account that he is recording on, on his end, but... This is like a reunion in a way, <laughs> kind of, um, and I missed it, and I'm glad that we decided to create this podcast um, and that we're going to dive deep, as we call it in the uh, title of this podcast, into a very relevant trending topic right now. Um For those of you that go on YouTube or are in any way, shape, or form on social media, you probably have heard of the name Shane Dawson. Um, I personally, a little backstory on him and how I knew about him was, I remember when I was younger, me and my brother would watch his skits together on YouTube on our family computer, and... It was just, like, super funny to us at the time, but now I look back on it and it's, like, really cringy to watch. Um, But ever since then, he's always just been, like, a comedic person I used to go to, especially in my high school years. I remember he did, like, daily uploads where it was, like, some comedic stuff and then, like, some, like, just random videos. Um, And then I really liked him when he was doing the conspiracy theory videos. I thought those were really interesting and yeah, John, how did you get into watching Shane Dawson? Um, I think I found him, I want to say, like, he came up in my recommended pages, like, for a while, but I really started watching him after... Um, like, like, yeah, I, I watched him for a while, but, like, I really started, like, religiously watching him as, um, Conspiracy Palette, um, series came out. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I used to watch him, like, all the time, even when he was with his now ex-girlfriend Lisa and stuff. That's how far back I remember watching him, but, yeah. (laughs) Um... <clears throat> he was always like a I feel like he was kind of like the first comedic YouTuber I started watching and then I kind of branched out into other people but he was definitely the first um but we're talking about him today in our episode because um, there is a video and I will try to put the link to it in the description I don't think it'll be a clickable link though but if you just search on YouTube D'Angelo Wallace. Um, He's the YouTuber that I went to and I found this video that is an hour long. Um, His channel, D'Angelo Wallace, is a very, um, he kind of like dives into topics that whatever he basically wants to talk about. And he's gotten on the trending board quite a few times recently because of the videos he's been putting out recently. And he did this phenomenal video 
that was about an hour and 15 minutes long that me and John have watched in our own time. I have taken notes on it. John has taken notes on it. And it really breaks down Shane Dawson in a way that I thought was really, really, you know, factual evidence. And also in the video, it talks about D'Angelo's thoughts and opinions. So this is me and John's way of breaking down the notes that we have gathered from that video. And we're going to talk about our thoughts and opinions on it. And yeah, we're just going to get right into this. So um, there's this podcast is going to be split up into three different sections. Um, basically, the three different sections mentioned in the video. I would highly recommend go watching that video. Just search D'Angelo Wallace. And I think it's like his second most recent video right now on his channel um about Shane Dawson and that's the one that you should watch um fair trigger warning though the second part is very hard to watch for some people especially if you get triggered by certain topics that we're going to be talking about today so just fair trigger warning for everybody um listening and whoever watches that video just go in with it as you know, just gathering information and, but if you are easily triggered by um, sexual and, you know, innuendo topics, um, I would highly not recommend watching that part, Um, but definitely gather the information you can from this video. But without further ado, I am going to talk about the present chain info that I have collected uh, from that video. And then me and John are just going to kind of talk about our thoughts and opinions on it. So um, I created a notes for me and John to look at, and I'm going to share it here right now in this podcast. So um, the first bullet point that I put is he thinks of himself as an empath and likes to help people. That was a big, strong point in the beginning of the video that ever since he started his series of um, the Jake Paul series or the Eugene Cooney series or the Jeffree Star series, he kept mentioning um, and would talk a lot about him being an empath in those videos and that he likes to help people and I remember D'Angelo saying in the video that basically he just honestly thought it was just more like a joke that kept on playing out throughout the different series and I kind of I never really noticed that before to be honest I don't know if you noticed that John but like I never really noticed of it happening in every single video but looking back on it he did say it a lot yeah and it's like, I don't really know why he would do that. Um, I mean, I could say that I think of myself as an empath because I like helping people. And John knows that. Like, I love helping people. But that doesn't really necessarily mean I'm an empath. Um, I know from my experience, an empath is somebody who can feel feelings of other people more than the average person. So I can get why he thinks of himself as that, but it it's not directly correlated to the fact of helping people. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, John. Honestly, people that are really empaths don't brag about it. Right. They just kind of are either insecure about it or they just are like, yeah, or like they kind of make it known as a way of, to have somebody better understand them rather than a bragging point yeah um, 
And so I feel like, as D'Angelo Wallace talks about in this, um, he, Shane, I should say, Shane has always said that, and I don't know why he always says that, but we'll get into that more when we get into the last part of this podcast. But um, he constantly uh, gave apologies over the years. That was another thing that kind of was mentioned in the beginning of this video is, over the last how many years he's been a YouTuber, every so often there was a time where Shane had to put out an apology video. And for some reason, somehow, some way, he was able to pretty much get out of it somehow. Um, I remember the specific clip that was in that video of the apology video about the, uh, and we'll talk about this, but about the racial type of comedic things he would do. And I honestly do remember that video, and I thought nothing of it. I was only a kid at the time. But when you really look back on it, he's apologized so much. And I don't know why it can't just click in his head of just admitting what he did wrong. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that he should have, instead of, um, I guess, avoiding the situation or, I guess, you know, pushing it off like he did in every single one of these apology videos or, you know, currently now being off social media. Like, yes, take a break if you need to, but you, you're you you're a professional with influencing and social media and YouTube. I feel like that it should be known to your subscribers, people that put a lot of thought and effort and support you as a content creator that you should give the people what they want, which is a direct apology for what you have done, um, rather than a bunch of apologies over the course of years that he's been on. Um, what are your thoughts on that, John? Um, like, my thing is, is that this past recent apology video he did was, he literally said it himself. Most of his apologies have not been out of remorse. They have been out of fear. Mm-hmm. And you don't just put out an apology just out of fear. Yeah. Like, you need to be remorseful. Definitely. I definitely agree and on the that. the things that we're t- going to talk about, like, that dive deeper into this, like, these things that he's been doing are not things that are easily forgivable. Right. Yeah. It's a very tricky situation, especially because this is not just like some guy on the internet. This is a internet icon that has, you know, influenced a lot of teenagers, kids. Now the kids that were watching him now, teenagers, the teenagers that were watching him now, adults and seeing the growth of him I just feel like it got way too much into his head and we'll talk about this as we move on but I am now going to give you guys a little bit of information on the timeline of leading up to when um, people claim that Shane Dawson's career ended in a way with air quotes around that because I don't know if it's no one really knows if it's if it has ended But from what we can see, he has not posted to Instagram. He has not posted to Twitter, as far as I know. He has not really posted anywhere, not even YouTube, since um, his most recent video, uh, another apology video type thing. But um, let's get into this timeline. So 
on June 20th, 2020, um, he posted a post to Twitter um, about the inside scoop on the beauty community. It talked about Jeffree Star and their collab makeup palette. It talked about Tati Westbrook, who is another makeup influencer here on YouTube and all over social media, and James Charles with the whole, you know, just being in the makeup community. Um, but when he did um, post all of this, he did mention something to James Charles directly in that tweet, which was, James Charles deserves a piece of humble pie the size of an um, Empire State Building. Now, that will that gets brought back up again. But um, long story short, a lot of people were really mad about this. A lot of people thought that this wasn't, you know, the most correct or the most uh, respectful way to go about this. And because of that, some videos resurfaced um, that are very triggering to the, maybe the Black Lives Matter community, the, you know, just people in general with these two clips. Um, blackface resurfaced. So if, if none of you know what blackface is, it's basically been a comedic, very respectful comedic uh thing that celebrities would do on like saturday night live and different like the jimmy fallon show all of that and um basically all of these videos about that kind of resurfaced onto twitter and we'll talk about more about blackface later when john talks about past shame but um some of these clips resurfaced after he posted that tweet to Twitter. And then afterwards, also a video clip about Shane asking his 12-year-old cousin to reenact sexual stuff with a peep. Like, that all resurfaced. And again, we will talk more in depth about that part when we get into the past Shane part. But that just, like, blew my mind that he would even do that. Like, he was with his ex-girlfriend at the time. Um doing this and it's like they thought nothing of it apparently um his ex-girlfriend lisa has put out an apology for her actions but again it's just very like why why would you do that and we'll talk a little bit more about that later um and then on june 26 a few days after that whole thing started uh, Shane Dawson uploaded his taking accountability video, which is basically an apology video he made explaining about the blackface and the cousin clips that were resurfaced on Twitter. And he even talks about the um, James Charles whole situation. And then uh, before, though, that this was uploaded, there was a Twitter thread started about Shane and there was a lot of evidence and a lot of old clips of him doing and displaying sexual things with children. And again, this is a very triggering topic, but we did want to talk about this because there was a Twitter thread about it. And yes, of course, with social media these days, it could have been fake videos, but these weren't fake videos. Like, um, And these were all uploaded. This whole Twitter thread was uploaded before he uploaded his taking accountability video, which he probably never really had time to look at that. Um, And because of that, because of seeing the Twitter thread after he had posted the taking accountability video, he deleted one billion views from 
the several different clips and videos from his YouTube channel to try to cover himself up, which we soon realize that never really helped him. He's kind of stuck in a predicament now of resurfaced stuff that he has pushed under the rug ever since he started his YouTube career. And instead of owning up to his, you know, actions and his mistakes and all of that, and it's now being resurfaced here in 2020. So on June 27th, uh, actually, no, I, I mixed something. So before that, though, um, before he deleted the 1 billion views from clips, sorry, I'm all over the place, but Willow Smith, um, there was a video, a very, very uncomfortable video that was also resurfaced during that Twitter thread that was particularly the most, like, shocking, yet very triggering yet very, un- like, again, uncomfortable video to witness. And because of that video in specific, that was when it kind of, you know, Shane was like, oh, shit, we need to, you know, delete the billions of views from these several different clips, and I need to cover my ass again. And obviously, that never really covered his ass, because the very next day, Willow Smith's family speaks out on Twitter about it. And Willow Smith's mom talked about it. Uh, Jaden Smith made a tweet about it. And they were just speaking out about it. Then June 30th. June 30th, 2020. This was the most important day of the timeline here. Tati Westbrook uploads a video about James Charles and Shane Dawson. I forget the exact title of the video, but I think it was like Breaking the Silence or Breaking My Silence or something like that. Um, And... She uploads it and not even like the video was about, I want to say an hour long or about that. Only 37 minutes past the time that it was uploaded. Shane Dawson goes live on Instagram and he goes to live for three minutes and he's watching the video as he is live and he's shouting, cursing her out, calling her manipulative, even mocks her for the way that she was talking about her past sexual abuse and Thankfully, in my opinion, thankfully, Ryland, his fiance, um, tells him to get off live. I, if I ever was with somebody like my boyfriend Patrick, for instance, who is an influencer, say for some reason, and he was live about this, I would tell him to get off immediately because that A, is not professional and B, like, why would you go live during a time of like this? Like, yes, you want to call them out and give your opinions on stuff, but it's like... It could have been done a different way. You've already dug, dug yourself a deeper hole. Why exactly. are you going to dig it deeper? Yeah, exactly. And because of this live, he gets off live. That was the last time that we've seen him on any sort of social media on June 30th, 2020. The live gets reposted by several users. And we haven't heard from him since. He hasn't made a tweet. He hasn't made an Instagram post. He hasn't done really anything from my knowledge. I mean, I don't have, I mean, I used to have Twitter and I haven't really like used Jeffrey it in a while. Star hasn't even talked about him or nothing. Yeah. Everyone has just kind of dug it under the rug again. But in this sense, it's like, this is the fine. This was like the final straw for Shane. And I feel like in a way he might just be taking a social media break, but at the same time, maybe he's doing stuff behind the scenes. We don't know, but yeah, that's what happened. 
And that's how we got to talking about this because it's like, now it's September. Why are we talking about this in September? It's been months since he has done anything. And I feel like this is important because me being a fan of his or have grown to be a fan of his and have grown up watching him on YouTube and him being one of the first people I've watched, I would want him to come back. It would be really cool. But in order for him to come back, he needs to take accountability, as he said in his video, which he clearly hasn't taken accountability for his actions. And, yeah. Personally, I don't think I'll ever watch him again. Yeah, I mean, that's, I feel like that that'll, a lot of people will have that opinion about him. I mean, I would personally, as you know me, John knows this about me, I like to give people chances. Maybe too many chances sometimes with some people. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of times I try to give exes chances, like not in a dating sense, but more of like as friends and sometimes it doesn't work out. So I'm one of those people that always thinks that people deserve a second chance or maybe one too many chances. I will, <laughs> I will keep those thoughts to the end. Yeah. And I'll express my opinion on it at the end. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. I personally feel like that I, if he ever put out a video, I probably would watch it just out of curiosity and, you know, wondering what he's doing about this situation. But I'm not going to obsess over it. Um, But yeah, that's present Shane currently, as we know. And now I'll hand the mic, in a way, (laughs) over to John as he talks about past Shane and how this all kind of came about. Okay. Oh my gosh. Where do I begin? (laughs) Okay. So we kind of mentioned a little bit about how he was making several blackface content and videos on his channel Mm -hmm. and every time he did it it would make the black community look bad Mm -hmm. definitely i i remember one of the videos to be honest and the note says trying to do menstrual shows i don't know what menstrual means oh yeah i'm sure it's bad yeah it's basically so when i was watching the video um d'angelo was talking about how back in the day I want to say it was like late 18. I could be totally wrong. But in the video, he talks about minstrel shows. And I had to look up how to pronounce it because it's not like minstrel. But it's not obviously a girl. It's like like the people sitting in the back of the stage, like doing instruments and the guys Mm -hmm. dancing with the blackface. Yes. So it's that. And what D'Angelo is trying to explain in the video, that's why I put that in there is Shane's intention was probably to try to do a minstrel show type comedy, but it ended up making it look bad on him because he was kind of disrespecting the black people uh, or the black community, I should say. So that's why I put that in there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This next one. (laughs) This next one. Trigger warning. Very much so. Shane admits to humping and coming on a cat on a podcast episode and tried to apologize for it and say it wasn't true. But there's other posts and clips sexualizing, making out, and touching pets. This one, 
really creeped me the hell out because a I didn't even know about this I never really listened to his podcast that often I always just like watched his YouTube and when I heard about this oh my god like why like it just I I couldn't see him doing that I'm sorry but if you can fuck an animal you're not human and it's like I didn't even know any about this. I mean, I never really followed him on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. But like, Just the- for the record, <sighs> me saying that you're not human if you fuck an animal, that's an opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't want anybody coming at me. Yeah. That's why we're very, but, like, this is why we made yeah. the podcast. This is a very open thing for John and I to just give our opinions on this. And we want all of you listening to also give your opinions on it. Um, which I'll do a little social media plug if you haven't already make sure you go follow us on Instagram we have an Instagram now it's called uh, deep diving podcast deep dive podcast something like that it'll be in the description I just made it before this episode aired so make sure you go check that out and if you have any opinions I will be posting a post about this episode airing so make sure you put your opinions in the comments or message us on there um, quick little social media plug there, just so then you can give your, you know, opinions and thoughts and all that. Because it's not only our podcast here, but we also really do want to hear you guys' opinions. So, enough with the social the media plug. The peanut gallery is welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I I never really knew this about him until this video came up. And the the thing is, is that yes, people could say stuff about influencers and. Maybe it's a lie. Maybe it's all that. But this, D'Angelo put in evidence, which was very uncomfortable for him to put in. And he didn't want to. He didn't even make money off of this video. He said that in the beginning. And, yeah. And I don't think that we're going to monetize this one. No. No, I just... I just don't think that morally it's right to monetize this topic. Yeah. It's just... We're trying to give our opinion on it, and we just wish and hope and pray that Shane gets the help he needs, and but also, pretty much, I just hope he comes clean and just admits his faults and gets the help he needs. And watch this episode blow up, and we not monetize it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it normally works. Yeah. <laughs> Um, sorry, back on topic. <laughs> um, so, um, there has been several pedophile behavior clips and posts about children he doesn't know, and his cousin has never admitted this behavior. He kissed a 12 year old fan girl. Um, when he was in his 20s, mm-hmm. he kissed her on the freaking lips. Yep. And somebody and recorded, recorded it. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I'm sorry for laughing. Oh, yeah. It's just and my nervous tick. But... gum with a 15-year-old fan <sighs> and recorded it. He's like... And I guess there's tiny, cl- tiny chat clips with children Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Okay, so this has to go along with where he was on Omegle and stuff. Yeah, Tiny um, Chat is just like another version of Omegle, but you could talk to like. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. 
Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. ...of, like, uncomfortableness, so that's why if you guys hear me laughing, it's not because I'm... I think this is funny at all. It's just... Yeah. It's just very... A very uncomfortable topic that I know a lot of people will have opinions on. Um... Okay, yeah, I remember where I was at. So... Do you just want me to reread this last note we were just talking about? Um, you could just talk about the tiny chat thing, like we were just talking about. Okay, yeah. so he went on tiny chat, Omegle, all of them, but there's video of him on Omegle asking a a girl that is like can't be no more than fifteen, mm-hmm. and he's asking her to twerk. And as she's twerking, he starts saying, take your clothes off. And his mother playfully slaps him on the wrist and says, stop it, Shane. Mm-hmm. Like, he's normalizing pedophilia and it's not right. You can say all you want that it's not you specifically. I'm talking about Shane. <laughs> Shane, you could say all you want about making it seem like a joke but when it comes to children it it shouldn't go that far because a little backstory on me I am going to school right now for early childhood education and if I ever ever heard about a parent or somebody being like that towards children like they need to be get serious help because that's disgusting and I know he admitted in the taking accountability video that he's sorry, but like we were just talking about, it's just it was like Saying out of fear. sorry is the only is only the first step, right? To it's, recovery, like prove us wrong. Like I've I've told many of my friends this of like if they want to have change in their life, you need to just prove people wrong that you can change. And I feel like that that's what she needs to do. He needs to prove. YouTube, social media, the world wrong by admitting to his mistakes and showing us how he has changed into the person he is today. And stop hanging out with people that normalize pedophilia. Exactly. And any, and I don't care who it is. Like it could be, it could be your best friend. When someone says that, like, sexualizing children is okay, you need to point out to them that it's wrong. Mm -hmm. It's not okay. And children do not have the capability to say yes or no. Right. They're just thinking that the like I'm studying I know I keep mentioning about my school but it's it's true like I'm studying right now about children's behavior and about you know how they react to things their feelings communication and they have no way of knowing what's right and wrong they have to get guidance and 
support to know what's right and wrong. And if somebody does that at a very young age with them, they're going to think that it's okay because it's all they know. Like, they're very young. And yes, 12-year-olds are very, you know, should have an idea of what's right and what's wrong. I'm talking more of, like, anyone under the age of seven. Um, and really don't really have a cognitive ability to figure out what's right and wrong because they have no really experience based off of that. They they were probably just never to told. Add on to that, yeah. Just to add on to that, like, she's not saying that if they're older than seven, yeah, yeah. that you should do anything with them. Yeah, no. What she's saying is that prepubescent children do not have the capability to say yes or no. It is not in their in their minds. Like, okay, they don't they even can... know what sex is. Right. They they can say yes and no to what snack they want, but they can't say yes or no to those, you know, those acts of all that. So that's what we're saying, or that's what John's saying is like more of like saying yes or no to actions of sex other people. Should be an intimate thing between. I'm gonna say two or more adults, mm-hmm. be because there are people out there that are polyamorous, right? So, it should be between two or more consenting adults and adults only, right? Anyone above the age of 18, in my opinion. Like, yes, I know nowadays there's people that are getting pregnant at 16, 15, 14. That's a decision that you make. That's a decision because you are older and you do have the experience to realize what's right and wrong based on the supervision and stuff. Or maybe you don't. Like, it's all individual. And like I was saying, under seven... It's hard for them to know what's right and wrong because they need that support and guidance and supervision to help them understand that consent is important and they need to, you know, I feel like at age seven, that's like a good topic to bring in. Like when you're seven years old, it's a good topic to talk about consent. It doesn't have to be sexual consent. It can just be consent of you know, say if your friend says, hey, I want to hang out today and hang out with this friend and say the friend is not somebody that is somebody you know is not good for you. You have every right to say no. You do not have to go hang out with that friend just because they're hanging out with a friend that you know is bad. Like it could be that kind of consent that you can kind of talk about with your kids or, you know, family that has kids like whatever I feel like that that's good to kind of bring up I know we kind of went on a whole tangent about consent but it's important like I know before seven years old though it's like you have to be supervising them at all times because you you never know with today's world and it's really sad to say that it's really unfortunate to say that but the kids need to be protected And then at seven, that's when you can talk about, you know, consent in a different form. So then they understand what consent is and can apply that when they get older. That's my. Yeah. And then, okay, next we have. You, we have Shane talking to Fred sexually 
when he was only 15, 14, 15 at the time. Yeah, something like that. I forget the exact age, but it was like and he young teenager. And Shane talked about it seriously on, I think it was the Jimmy Fallon show. No, it wasn't Jimmy Fallon. It was it, it was some other talk show type setting, but I don't think it was Jimmy Fallon because the guy was a little bit more chubbier. Like, not okay. saying that Jimmy Fallon is a stick or anything. It's just I know it wasn't him because it just I don't I don't know who it was honestly. I think yeah. it was like more of a like not well known internet or you know talk show type thing. But for those of yeah. you, I, I hope that you guys know who Fred is. I mean. Growing up as a kid, I remember um, Fred as like a high pitched young Fred, boy. Fred's real name is Lu- Lucas Crookshank, something like that. It's spelled C R U I K C H A N K. Yeah, that's hard to say. Yeah. Um, but he used to do really comedic videos of him in a very high pitched voice. So I remember my, my brother doing like parodies of him and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's who John is talking about. If you don't know who Fred is, or if you're like, who's that again? But yeah, yeah, yeah Fred. Fred was like a one-hit wonder type deal. Mm-hmm. But now he has his own YouTube channel, so you should go check him out on YouTube. Yeah, he's actually really funny. I've watched a few of Lucas's uh, stuff, and he's he's very himself, as I would put it. Like he's definitely yeah. stepped out of that Fred persona. And definitely has shown his true colors of being gay and him uh, being, you know, I think he's in California, being a California gay man, um, just living his life, (laughs) really. And he has his brother come on, too, sometimes, which I think is funny. Um, But, yeah. We, just for the record, we we support anybody in whatever decision they make. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter whether you're gay, trans, bi, whatever. That's your decision. Mm -hmm. And... If you choose to do that, then that's you. Exactly. Just be who you are. That's all we care about here on this podcast. But back to what he did. Uh, I just... Uh, uh, Why would he in his right mind, Shane Dawson, talk to another influencer at the time about those things when he knows he's going to get in trouble for it. That's, like, my whole thought process of it. Yes, he probably thought it was a joke. Like, he was saying on the talk show that he was like, I didn't really think anything could come of it. Well, you did blatantly mention that you wanted to do stuff with him and not and not say, like, LOL, just kidding, or be like, I know that's fucked up to say, but, like, be like, oh, like, you know, he was just too casual about it, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's like... And then he also talked about Rebecca Black, mm-hmm. Leah Marie Johnson. It's just like, I know that they're and big he, influencers, these and, other two women, but it's like, you okay. gotta pick a day, or pick a choice, I mean. Like, you gotta... It's like, why go after young girl influencers or even young boy influencers because at this time we've kind of seen that he's showing his bisexual side a little bit because he's talking to Fred he's talking I mean I don't know if he I don't think he ever talked directly to Rebecca Black or Leah Marie Johnson but he has made comments about them in videos he's made yeah so and it's like why why would you put that put yourself in that position and I get 
that there are some podcast people out there that will edit their podcast to make a person either look good or look bad. Mm. But I don't think somebody would edit a podcast to make it look like you were sexualizing children. That's not something somebody's going to do. No one wants to have that label of, hey, I interviewed a pedophile today. No one wants that. No. And then it looks bad on them. It looks bad on the person who they have as a guest. Like, it's just a whole shit show. And Erin, what's this whole hashtag yum? What's that, what's that about? Oh, so in this part of the video where he talks about the pedophile behavior that Chate has, um, he mentions about the podcast episode that was um, that was edited into the video of him kept calling children sexy and saying hashtag yum in the clip. I don't know why he would say hashtag yum like he said it. Like, kind of just, like, casually, but it's, like, this girl was six years old. Like, how can you just, it's, like, me thinking, like, say when my toddler, not my toddler, my my niece, who is a toddler right now, um, turns that age. I'm not gonna say, hashtag yum, like, unless we were, like, eating ice cream or something. It's, like, yes, right? if it's, like, eating, I'm not, I don't even put hashtags like that, honestly, like, I don't <laughs> hashtag like hashtag yummy hashtag ice I cream think like... the reason people use hashtags is because when you put the more hashtags you put the more people that are gonna see it that's true i know a lot of artists because because like hashtags is how people find different photos and stuff right it's like keywords kind of a thing like if you type in trippy art you'll probably find my artwork out there on instagram because i yep. put trippy art on my um, on my hashtag list or whatever but um yeah i just but also oh, not even not even the fact of hashtag yum but saying a six-year-old is sexy that makes me want to throw up like i know that claim oh. that chain claim that it was a joke but you don't joke about children being sexy. Like, that... I don't see <sighs> it in the um, past Shane notes. Mm-hmm. But there is... Um, excuse me. Um, there, There is um, a tweet that Shane had made I feel like this is relevant because we're talking about pedophilia, sexualizing children and stuff. Right. So he literally made a or he liked a tweet that Tana Mojo did. Oh yeah, I did mention about that. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned in the his mask section. If you want you can still talk about it, I don't care. But um, that whole Tana Mojo, she's on a she's on a total different planet okay yeah like i used to i feel like we'll get into tana mojo in another episode yeah that's a whole different topic because i could talk about her for hours but But not in a particularly good way (laughs) anyways tana mojo put out a tweet and it was a picture of her and she had a bow in her hair and she had like some skanky ass shorts on 
and a belly shirt. And she called it Ho-Ho Siwa. Mm-hmm. And Shane liked this picture. And retweeted it. And retweeted it. So therefore, he is sexualizing Jojo Siwa. And supporting the fact that Tana would post that. And exactly. saying that. And it's like, what? I know you're, I know at the time he was friends. Because this was back in like 2018, I remember in the video when in, this was mentioned. I know that they were friends back then. But I would be a little concerned if my friend posted something like that. I would like text them privately and be like, are you okay? I, can we talk? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I wouldn't. Yeah, you're trying to support a fellow influencer who's your friend. But there's a better way to go around that. Because, like, obviously, yeah, it could have been a joke, etc. Honestly? But no. What he should have done was he, as soon as he seen that post, he should have messaged Tana and said, you need to take that post down immediately. Exactly. That is not okay. Like... I get it. Or if Tana wasn't available, at least at at least message her management team Mm -hmm. and be like, hey, look, Tana's posting some pretty sketchy shit. Yeah. Like, you need to take a look at her post and tell her that that's not okay. Mm -hmm. But no, you went and you liked the tweet and you retweeted it. What in the actual fuck is wrong with you? Right. It's like... <sighs> I just don't get it. It, it. I just feel like he wasn't in his right mindset to think that that was okay. So. But. Yeah. <sighs> it's just like, why? Why would you put... It's like he puts himself in these positions in a way, now that I've done a ton he, of research on it. He really does. He makes poor-ass decisions which come out to poor-ass consequences. And now he's losing subscribers and, you know, supporters from it. And it's like, just come clean and pe- the people will come back. I know it won't be as easy as that, but, like, just come clean. Don't be And I, I feel like we could go into a whole different episode about Onision. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but... Never heard of him. Oh, my God, we should do a whole episode on that because... Holy crap, that's like 10 times worse than this. But at the same time, it just feels like to me that Shane Dawson's going down that road. And I don't want him to as a, you know, as a, as a growing, you know, I've grown up supporting him. Wait a minute. This how many how many subscribers did Shane have before that taking accountability went up? At least 10 million. He's got 21.4 million now. Oh. Well, maybe he did. I don't know. I'm, I don't really keep up with the numbers. I mean, it, I know it was at least 10 million. So, damn. I mean, people are still, you know. I feel like that people are subscribed because of the fact that they're waiting for something to be put, for him to post something. Just so then there's something to talk about. Or there's they're waiting for him to post something about an actual you know, real truth apology than the att- taking accountability video. 
So who knows? Who knows when he'll post again? It may not be till 2021. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. We don't know. We we honestly don't know. I I just scrolled through his page and he's I've already found three apology videos. Right. He's just over the last years that he's been on, it's been unfortunately a continuous cycle. And I feel like right now he needs yeah. to figure out a way, A, to break the cycle, and B, to, you know, just come clean on his mistakes. So then not only will that help break the cycle, but it'll help him clear his name. If he really does, if he's really honest about the fact that, you know, he did do those things in the past with the pedophile behavior and the, you know, the uh, bestiality stuff and the blackface stuff. If he was truly, honestly sorry about that, he wouldn't just brush it off like he has been. So that's the point where it's like iffy on trust in terms of, you know, subscriber and the YouTuber. It's like, just come clean. And just tell us all that it was true and that you admit to doing your mistakes. We've heard you say sorry a bunch of times, Shane. We just want the truth. That's all we want. Okay, so next on the list is his collaboration internet show about a girl puppet named Millie. And talking about sexual stuff with fine bros... I don't know who Fine Bros are specifically, but I know he did a series. Yeah, with them. they are. Um, so the Fine Brothers are a channel. They have like the React channel. They're very huge right now with people, you know, reacting to several different videos or um, doing different activities with adults, kids, teens, etc. And at this time, they decided to do a collaboration internet show with Shane about this puppet show but it turned very sexual very quickly there's a lot of just you can continue but that's who the fine brothers Uh, are there's a lot of graphic detail Mm -hmm. there's a clip of millie touching herself unfortunately and and shane is enjoying all this while he's talking to this doll about rape it's just unbelievable to me that A, it's still, most likely still on YouTube, but also B, the fact that this was allowed and that the Fine Brothers, who I thought were very professional, were all a part of this. And it's just very mind-boggling to me that that was a thing. But I don't want to assume that the Fine Bros are part of his whole scam. Yeah, no, I think, like, that they were just there. I, I just think that, yeah, I think the Fine Bros, they got caught up in the moment because Shane had a lot of clout. So they were just trying to get the views up like every other YouTuber does, every other podcaster does. They were just trying to get their name out there. Mm-hmm. And they saw that maybe Shane could help that. But what they didn't intend on was Shane being manipulative, Mm -hmm. being creepy, and downright disturbing. Exactly. It's just like... I don't know why the Fine Bros would agree, though, on the other hand of it, to do this show. When they found out that it would be sexual... 
And, like, yeah, it's comedic, it's whatever, but at the same time, it got way too much, way too fast at the same time, especially yeah. with the hidden clip that they talk about with the rape um, context in the clip of them joking around about it. Like, that's nothing to joke about. That's very serious stuff. But Shane is definitely abusing his platform. Yes, 100%. I know that he, you know, put out the really good, really high quality, really, you know, trying to get back into his content of the conspiracy theory videos and the, you know, the Jake Paul and Eugenia Cooney series. I will 100% support the conspiracy theory videos, etc. Once he just tells the truth, he just needs to tell the truth about all of this, lay it out. We've heard him apologize. It's just he needs to clean up his act. And that way he's not abusing his platform anymore. Um, but and then, I think we've already tell yeah, we've already talked about the ex girlfriend already. Okay. And then his mom. And then we've already talked about yeah. his mom. So I'll get into the mask. So in the last part of this video that me and John watched, it was very centered around the persona and the mask that, uh, theor- or, um, not he doesn't physically wear a mask. I mean, we all wear masks nowadays. Trying to put in some comedy into this very dark stuff, but this mask is what I mean by he's showing us something. Uh, he emulates a persona to his fans that constantly verbalizes a wholesome persona when in fact we just want him to be real we want him to be you know genuine and honest I follow I'll, I'll give an example so I follow a youtuber named Kayla Nicholson she's very vulnerable she's very you know not vulnerable what's the word I'm looking for like very honest and very open about her life now she used to not be especially when she first started YouTube I mean everyone's like that you're not gonna 100% be completely open and honest about your life but now she has millions of subscribers and now she puts out content that she knows is you know about her and something that's true to herself like recently she put out a a video about marijuana and nobody really knew that she was smoking marijuana until recently and she gave the pros and the benefits and all that of it and the cons as well there's always cons to every pro excuse me um but she uses her platform as a way to be authentically herself And obviously, she doesn't show any signs of pedophilic behavior or bestiality behavior. She has a dog named Bentley that she takes very good care of. Or sociopathic behavior. Exactly. There's a difference there. Like, she's very honest and true. Well, on the other hand, yes, Shane might perceive to be very honest and true in his videos recently with his friends and, you know, with all that. But he's hiding behind something. He's hiding behind all these mistakes and the trauma that he's put on other people and the, you know, just overall actions that he's taken in his past. And if he was really, really serious about, you know, changing himself for the better for years to come, like I keep saying, he needs to just own up. I, like, I don't know if Shane's ever gonna even hear this, but... (laughs) 
If I could say one thing to Shane, it would probably be just remember with darkness comes lightness. So any dark and twisted stuff that you do, the light will eventually show what you do. People will find out what you do. So just be careful. Tread lightly. And get away from all that I'm going to say it's evil. Mm -hmm. It's evil stuff. Evil content. It is just pure evil. Right. I agree. I just feel like that significant change will happen once he lets go of and is very honest about his past. And hopefully he forgives himself about it. But not only that, but also you know, supportive fans forgive him as well. I mean, it's going to be very, very hard for people to forgive. Very hard. But sometimes you just have to just to for your own sake, your own mental sanity. Um, well, a couple last things uh, to end off these notes here. Besides the Tana Mojo tweet, which we've already talked about, there have been several different video clips and several different times that Shane has made jokes about Eugenia, Eugenia Cooney's eating disorder. Um, he did a very serious video series on her. And it's just really unfortunate that he did this whole entire series about her. And I forget if it was before or after, but regardless, he made jokes about her eating disorder. If you don't know her, she's always, from what I've seen, from what I've, I've never really watched her. I mean, over the last couple of years, she struggled with an eating disorder. And he did a whole, like I said, whole series about her. And the fact that he decides to make jokes about it, it's like, if it's like funny jokes and then you just say, You are making kidding. someone else's disorder not Exactly. Valid. And it's like... And everybody's disorder, everybody's mental status, everybody's opinion is valid. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, your opinion is valid. Just whether those opinions are right or right morally or wrong morally, that's that's a total different story. Mm -hmm. But everybody's opinion is valid. Exactly. And again... I really highly doubt that Shane's going to listen to this episode. But it's a very slim chance that he does, Shane. I know. All right, listeners, blow this up and tag Shane. I know. I know you're trying to change in your life, Shane, to relate to your subscribers. But there's definitely something here that's showing that something's wrong and that something wrong is you keep pushing under the rug the stuff that you have done if you just admit to your mistakes if you just admit to what you have done and be just brutally honest about it and just say that you're working on things and say that you know you want to come clean about things things will start to look up for you I know from my own personal experience I I always brushed under the rug about my, you know, past trauma and my past, you know, my video chatting addiction and stuff. I I can go into a whole different video about this, but I, or uh, podcast episode, I mean, um, and it's just, you can't keep pushing under the rug. It's like, it's like, think of an actual rug. 
and say if you're sweeping the floor and you constantly just push that dust under the rug, eventually it's going to get so dirty under your rug that when you go to move it, say one day you're like, oh, I want to go move that rug over and move it to a different room. And you go to move that rug over and you just see the dust still sitting there. You need to clear out that dust, Shane. Because if you don't, it's just going to stay there and fester and come back at you in ways that you never thought could be. And that now, in a way, your career is quote-unquote canceled because of all this resurfacing. Like Eminem says, get the get the skeletons out of your exactly. closet. Oh, and ironically, Kayla Nicholson <laughs> did a video called The Skeletons mm-hmm. in My Closet. And she talked about her eating disorder and her, you know, um, ways that she... You know, she didn't love herself. She had very bad self-esteem issues. So maybe making a video like that would help him a lot. Just shedding the skeletons out of his closet. Just being up, up, up front and honest in a way that's very professional. And I feel like that that will help him, honestly. I know that people always make mistakes. People aren't always perfect. But with these kind of behaviors and this evidence that prove that he needs some help and that he needs to admit what he's done wrong yeah it's important it needs to be done and shane for the things that you're involved in like there's some stuff that's out in the open that you're involved in and then there's some stuff that only certain people know be because it just that's the way things Mm -hmm. are but like for you to get help you don't you don't want a regular therapist you need a psychotherapist right. like someone that someone that is specialized in psychotherapy definitely i 100% agree i'm not saying that you're psychotic but what i am saying is is you have some deep dark mental and physical issues going on with you right now. And emotional. And probably spiritual. And like, yeah, that. That's what yeah, I mean. just all the and, aspects. And I don't know. I'm not going to go into too much detail. But I don't know if you were ever part of MK Ultra Or Project Monarch. But if you were, I'm sorry for that. But that is not the way humans are supposed to treat other humans. Mm -hmm. We are supposed to treat other humans with love and kindness, peace and respect. And doing those type of things to children or even talking about it. I don't care if you've even had victims. That's not the point. The point is, is just that is downright unmoral and unhuman to the point where if you don't get a grip on it quickly you're going to spiral out of control and you'll probably end up spending the rest of your life either either this is not a threat by the way you'll either end up dead or you'll end up in jail because some someone out there is going to get to that point of where they've heard enough and they're going to try to take the law into their own hands. Exactly. And you don't want that to happen. 
So you need to get a grip on reality before it's too late. Exactly. That's my two cents. Yeah, I agree on that. Um, And I don't know. It's just... (sighs) Um, I'm actually looking up Shane Dawson right now, just in terms of news and all that, and I guess... September 10th, which was literally a week ago. Shane Dawson. Not even a week. Uh, well, yeah, oh, it, wait, it, it, it is, is a week. week. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I guess he appeared on his fiance's vlog or video or something. So I don't know what that means, but that's something interesting to mention. Maybe he's quietly starting to come back. I'm not sure. But I thought that that was important to bring up because I decided to pull up anything but um no and the the rest of it is just talking about you know like the all this whole thing that we were just talking about so um yeah I mean let us know your opinions like I said uh make sure you dm us on instagram or leave a comment on the post that when I Put up this episode. Um, I really would like to know your thoughts. I that's why me and John have created this is to give not only our thoughts and opinions, but we want to know yours too about these several different topics. So I do want to announce that every single Thursday we will be uploading a new podcast to this uh, channel. I guess you would call it or profile um, page. And um, I hope that you guys are excited about this. We're not quite sure what the rest of the topics are going to be, but we want to keep that a surprise because I feel like that would be more interesting to keep you all coming back. And I really hope you did enjoy this episode. It was very, you know, hard to put together, especially with all these triggering innuendo topics. But I mean, it had to be said. And there's factual evidence. Again, go look up D'Angelo Wallace on YouTube. He's a fantastic person to watch in terms of you know fact-based evidence supporting what he was talking about I guess he has another one on Jeffree Star and one on Tati Westbrook so maybe we'll do something on Jeffree Star or um well maybe oh I would love to do uh, an episode on Jeffree Star I I'll admit I watch I I watch Jeffree Star a lot yeah I watch it from time to time yeah um we could do one on him him and Shane's and that's what really irritated me because I watched him and Shane's series of the conspiracy palette mm-hmm. the whole way through. I didn't miss a day. The moment it got uploaded, I was watching. Yeah. It. I watched that whole process and I loved it. And to hear that one of my favorite YouTubers is the way he is. It just, I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Shane. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm not mad. I am disappointed. Yeah. That would, that's definitely the right word for sure. You you know how like when like you do something wrong as a child and your parents tell you, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. And you know that feeling that you get? Mm Mm-hmm. It's like you almost like, like um, 
what's the word you you shame them as a parent like they're trying to do their job as a parent to keep you protected and keep you safe and for you to be loved but when they say i'm not mad at you when i'm disappointed it's like shit <laughs> i fucked up <laughs> like yes they could yeah. be mad at me all I, all they want like say if like you know i did something to tick them off or something but when they say i'm not mad i'm disappointed yeah. it's like another level of guilt and shame that it's like something needs to change in my opinion like that's what i always go to so i feel like this is this is your yeah. way of shame this is your opportunity to change just do what you have to do please change for yeah, the better do what you have to do to change for the better and that's basically the moral here and and, and don't hang out with Jake yeah or Tana or yeah don't hang out with Tana just find positive people I'm sorry nothing against you Tana nothing against Tana I know all her fans are going to be like, oh, you're against her. No, I'm not against her. Just, I don't think she's a good influence. Exactly. If you're going to be an influencer, you need to model what you want your fans to do, not, you know, ho-ho siwa thing. Um, As an example, we might do a whole episode on Tana. You never know. Um, (laughs) Let us know in the comments who you want us to talk about like drama wise yeah either let us know on instagram on a comment or dm us on there or here on anchor you can actually send us an audio message so if you feel more comfortable doing that or not again message us on instagram or leave a comment on the recent post yeah um i mean i don't have any last thoughts i pretty much said what i wanted to say i don't know if you have any last rebuttals john no i think i pretty much held a torch under shane's ass long enough yeah (laughs) well we hope at least my hope is that shane will come clean and there won't be this kind of drama about him anymore because i i do want him to succeed he has a ton of books he was doing well with the whole conspiracy theory thing. He should do that. He should just focus on that. But also, before he even does that, come clean. Just come clean, like Hillary Duff said in her song. <laughs> I don't know how we got to Hillary Duff at this point, but whatever. He's a fan of her. Um, yeah. It relates. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go. I hope that you guys enjoyed diving deep with us into this Shane Dawson topic. Again, let us know what other topics you want us to talk about. Let us know on Instagram or leave an audio message here on Anchor. In my opinion, the best podcast platform. Uh, If you have us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever you get your podcasts, you can message us on Instagram. I don't mind. I'll read them and I'll have John respond to them too. So um without further ado i think we're done and we'll see you guys in next week's episode again leave it as a surprise for the next topic we'll see you guys next time bye